5759, extension 102. <laughs> Give us the call. Um, let's open up with the word of prayer really quick. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God. We worship you, Lord God. We praise your holy name. We magnify you, O oh God, for you are God, and above you there is no other Lord. We thank you, God, for this opportunity to be in your house once again, Lord. We ask, O oh Lord God, that you forgive us of our sins, O oh Lord God, that you search us, Lord God, in creating us a clean heart and a right spirit, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for the man of God on today, Lord. Let him bring forth a word, Lord God, a rainbow word, Lord God, that will help heal, deliver, and set your people free. It's these things we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Good morning, Liberty. <laughs> Anybody know that we serve a God that's more than able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we can ask or think? Every 
nobody like you, Lord. Nobody like you, Lord. Oh. There's nobody like you, Lord. There's nobody like you, Lord. Oh, 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 nobody like you, Lord. Nobody like you, Lord. So we say, oh. Nobody like you, Lord. There is 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 nobody
God that is not like anybody in this world. God, we thank you for your uniqueness in this moment now, God. God, thank you for being you. Thank you for having your own ways, God, and having your own thoughts about me. You don't think about me what the world thinks about me, God. Thank you for your unique view on me, God. I know I do wrong, God. I know sometimes I just can't get it right, God, but we thank you for your unique mindset on us, God. We thank you for seeing us as pure, God, and for always wanting to work with us. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's just worship God for a second. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We want to welcome you to Liberty Christian Church International where our motto is where the spirit of the Lord is. There is liberty. And we want to thank you and welcome you here with us on this evening. This is our first 4.30 p.m. service and we want to make this a special service. So whoever you are, whether you're streaming or whether you're in that house, can you turn to your neighbor and just tell your neighbor, welcome. I, I mean, welcome. Just, just offer them up a love offering of saying welcome into the house of God where, where, where there is an abundance of joy there's an abundance of spirit there's an abundance of opportunity right here for you so we want to say welcome once again once again I'm Pastor Thomas Brockenberry the senior pastor of Liberty Christian Church International and we are just so elated that you are here with us you may take your seats in the presence of God because I just I, I'm just excited about this move of God we're in our new sanctuary we're in our new location we're at a new time and guess what that means God is getting ready to do something brand new can I get an amen real quick amen God is going to do something amazing in your life on this evening starting today starting right now starting at this moment you don't know that you didn't make it here by happenstance you didn't tune in by happenstance but God is ready to do something great in your life and, and if you believe that I'm, I'm telling you he said if you believe it you shall receive it anybody believe that testimony of the Lord his promises are what yay and amen his promises are everlasting his promises don't go by your situation or your circumstance his promises don't stand by who likes you and who doesn't like you his promises are yay and amen and, and if you can think of anything that you need from God right now I dare you get ready to lay it at the altar it is our offering time here at Liberty let's give God a hand clap of praise amen amen so we are a progressive church <laughs> and so we, we we take offering by uh, uh, what is it cash app um, our website um, uh, our cash app handle we we're, we're, we're working through some technical stuff right now so I don't have it on the screen right now but we're working through some stuff right now but our cash app is Liberty Church MD Liberty Church MD you'll find it and you'll see it that's our cash app handle also you can give on our website www.lccimd.org um, also you can mail it in by if anybody still writes checks or anything else you can mail it in um, at 18 at 1282 Smallwood Drive West box 326 and that's Waldorf Maryland 20603 20603 see I remember the number this morning y'all this evening y'all but uh, the Bible says bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house and prove me now herewith saith the Lord of hosts if I will not open up the windows of heaven that you shall pour out a blessing that there should not be room enough to receive it the tithes and the offerings are, are are principle but the Bible also says in the New Testament that God loves a cheerful giver so if, if you 
giving, we want you to give with a glad heart, a glad expectation of what God is going to do with you. And I also want to tell you all real quick, before I go any further, while you're getting your offering together or paying your offering online, we don't sit there and dwell on that too long. But I want to thank our worship team this evening. Amen. Let's give our worship team this uh, uh, awesome hand this evening. Dominique, you are amazing. Your anointing is amazing. All the musicians, I got to know every one of your names. And trust me, I'll put y'all on spot very soon. Trust me, that's the pastor that I am. But I'm just so excited that we have a worship team in-house with us now. And, you know, worship is just, it's just eccentric. I mean, eccentric to, to, to the preach word. They go hand in hand. Worship and preaching go hand in hand. And worship is not just the music, but worship is the lifestyle of the singer, of the musicians, of every believer, of every pastor. There's worship on the inside of you if you're a believer. Simply, if you just worship God because he died for you. Young people, he died for you. He, he died for your sins. And, and even when you're in the worst time, just know that he died for you. He said, train up a child in the way that he should go, that when, he to get, when, they, do not, when they get old, they will not depart far from it. I'm, 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 I'm a young, I call myself a young pastor. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm only 43, so I'm, I'm young at heart. Nah, I'm just young. I'm, I'm young. <laughs> but, but I'm a young pastor, and my heart is for the young people. My heart is for the people of God, both men and women. And what you'll see here at Liberty is just a heart, a church with a heart to love, a heart to serve, a heart, a church that's a family. We're not just a church, we're a family. And when you walk through the door, you became family. So to our visitors that have joined us on this evening, you are family now. Don't count yourself, vis no, no more visitors, you're family. Each and every last one of y'all, you're family. And that's how we, that's how we handle things here. It, if it's anything that we can do we're here anything that we can offer we're here anything that we can say we're here and I'm doing all this talking because I know those that are, that are giving and even those that are online that are coming in right now we're just so thankful that you joined us on this evening um, and, and now I just want to offer up an offertory prayer uh, if you have if you have monetary funds where we know that we're in a time of this pandemic where we where everybody wants to be uh, contactless <laughs> but we still gonna love on each other on each other real quick and I want us to take a moment real quick if you've got your mask we got mask in the back if you got your mask if you got if you need a mask we want to take a moment to do our meet and greet while we're just have a small selection by by the praise and worship team and then we're gonna get into some word I'm not gonna hold you long I promise you I won't be long-winded this evening I'm, I, I don't want to make you happy to see me stand up and then even happier to watch me sit down so <laughs> I'm gonna make sure we get in and out of here today amen but we're gonna have a good time in the lord so we're gonna turn it back over to our worship team and they're gonna usher us in and we're gonna get into some words so get your bibles together share this on facebook on twitter on periscope wherever you may be watching share this with somebody because we got an awesome word to get into today we're dealing with our prayer shift series now we're gonna invite our worship team back up to take us into worship amen Before you begin to sing, let, let us lift our hands to the Lord, our hands to the Lord for our offertory prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for every offering that was sown, every person that had a heart to give, every person that had to give, but did not have the means to give, God. We ask right now that you bless them with a hundredfold increase on their heart's desire to give into the kingdom, oh God. We ask that you magnify, that you multiply, that you exceed abundantly above all that we could ask or think according to the power that works in us. We walk by faith, we believe by 
faith and we sow by faith right here in the kingdom of God. So God, we thank you in advance for all that you're going to do. Now let the words of my mouth, let the let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Somebody say amen.
know when the Bible says that the angels rejoice in the worship the angels say Hosanna in the highest and at this moment God after the songs of Zion have been sung after all the prequel stuff has been taken care of God it's time to simply say that we love you more than anything each one of us has our own love offering each one of us has our own way of saying it our own worship language our own time before your throne so God right now as your humble servant I I bring my offering to you I bring my worship to you I bring my adoration of you I bring my love and affection towards you not for form fashion or show not for anybody else's pleasure but as unto the Lord so God right now at this moment at this hour at this time find it pleasing in your sight to inhabit this place not because it's me but because you find delight in the fellowship with your people now God I ask that you take this man this fallible man that that has problems, that has issues, that goes through trials, that goes through tribulations, that you break me down and you build me back up in your image and in your likeness. For you are the potter and I am the mere clay. Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O oh Lord. You are my strength and my redeemer. You are my joy and my peace. You are my comfort and my God. It is in Jesus' name, the name that is above all other names, it is in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. 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 Play for me a little bit more real quick as we make our Bible declaration. Lift up your Bibles, your cell phones, whatever you may have. Usually we would have our screens up and that'll be here next week. And repeat after me, Lord, I thank you that I have a Bible. It is my personal copy of God's purpose, God's plan, and God's design for my life. Therefore, I am a believer and not a doubter. I'm not just a hearer, but I'm also a doer. And my life has been better after hearing the word of the living God. In Jesus' name amen amen somebody hug somebody next to you and tell somebody it's word time tell somebody it's word time tell, hug your own family i know covid we gotta we gotta stay a little place but but hug somebody and tell somebody it's word time and let's give god a hand clap of praise as we get into some word on today once again i am so excited that we have our worship team it just does something to my heart when I can be in a place just to just to be able to take it in. I, I got to calm myself down, y'all, because I was told I go zero to 100 real quick. So I want y'all to be able to say, Lord, he not crazy. He just anointed. I want y'all to be able to say he, he he's powerful, but but he's a powerful in your in your sight. But he not crazy. So we're going to get into some word on this evening. Amen. If you open up your Bibles to uh to first Samuel, the first chapter, looking at the 10th through the 11th, the 10th and 11th verse. We're going to look at a couple of scriptures on today. We've been in this series called the prayer shift. Somebody say prayer shift. Pray
prayer shift and we started this series on last week but in first samuel the the first chapter looking at the 10th and the 11th verse it says this reading from the new american standard bible and it says and my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways and i will hear from heaven i will forgive their sins and i will heal their land i will heal their land first samuel excuse me first samuel let's let me get there it's in the 10th uh excuse me I, that was our foundational scripture first i apologize for that i'm getting ahead of myself real quick first samuel the first chapter the 10th and 11th verse said this she greatly distressed and prayed to the lord and wept bitterly verse number 11 said she made a vow and said "O lord of hosts if you will indeed look on the afflictions of your maidservant and remember me and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a son, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life and a razor shall never come on his head. And if you jump over to the second chapter, the first through the tenth verse, it says this, then Hannah prayed and said, my heart exalts in the Lord, my horn exalts in the Lord, my mouth speaks boldly against my enemies because I have rejoiced in your salvation there is no one holy like the lord indeed there is no one besides you nor is there any rock like our gods boast no more so very proudly do not let arrogance come out of your mouth for the lord is a god of knowledge and with him actions are weighed verse number four says the bow of the mighty are shattered but the feeble gird on strength those who were full hired themselves out of out for bread but those who were hungry ceased to hunger even the barren give the birth to seven but she who has many children languishes the lord kills and makes alive he brings down to sheol and he raises up the lord makes poor and rich he brings low and he exalts he raises the poor from the dust and he lifts the knee needy from the ash heap to make them sit with nobles and to inherit a seat of honor for the pillars of the earth are the lord's and he set the world on them verse number nine says he kept the feet of his glory of his godly ones but the wicked ones are silenced in darkness for not by might shall a man prevail and verse number 10 says those who contend with the lord will be shattered against him he will thunder in the heavens and the lord will judge the end of the earth and he will give strength to his king and he will exalt the horn of his anointed once again we're dealing with this topic in this subject called the prayer shift the prayer shift and uh, and in this dealing with the prayer shift last week we got into what prayer really meant and 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 for those that were not with us last week we talked about the the acronym for prayer and the beginning part of a shift and this morning as we woke up with the bright new optimism anybody woke up optimistic this morning because of an election that finally came to a conclusion can we give a round of applause amen because no matter how it looks we have to come together on one accord I, I, if you vote whichever way you voted whichever way you thought was favorable in the eyesight of God at this point as a nation as a country we have to come together that's not even what I'm preaching about today but we do have to lift up who is in charge and pray for them pray for their safety pray for that God speaks to them and God rightly handles them and in this time of this prayer shift and as a country and as a body of believers I truly believe that we must not gloat in the glory 
story of victory. Amen. We must not gloat in who won, but we must not gloat in who lost. But we must stand together and understand that it's time for the believers and the body of Christ to get to work. Amen. It's time for us to come together and say, you know what? Yeah, there's there's been a person placed at the head, but it's my job as a believer to heal the land. It's my job as a believer to stand before God and say, God, what is it that I can do to put my hands to the plow and heal the land, heal the country? For the Bible says in, in, in our opening scripture this morning, what? If my people who are called by my name would humble themselves, bow down and pray, then and turn from what? Their wicked ways, then I will heal the what? The land. So so there's a responsibility that each one of us has, no matter what side of the aisle we're on, whether we're red or whether we're blue, whether we're green as independent, but there is a standard that we must set ourselves to, to believe that God is still in divine control. How many people can say that God is in divine control over your life? God is in divine control over your situation. God is in divine control over all the things that you go through. And no matter what comes and goes, that we have to stand together in prayer. I believe that as that that we as the believers have the responsibility to dive even deeper into prayer to cover the land to heal the land and as our foundational text this morning for this series required us petitions us to humble ourselves and pray and seek his face seek the face of God then they will hear from the land and forgive their land and forgive the sins so this morning as we continue with the prayer shift series I want to remind you just of what that means we came up with the acronym for prayer this for this situ for this series and first the P stands for to petition God somebody say petition Number two is simply this, to, uh, uh, we petition God, then we wait to receive a word from God. Uh, and so the, the P stands for petition, the R stands for receive. The number three thing, the A in prayer stands for to adjust, because a lot of times we have to adjust now to what God is saying, what God is speaking, what God is releasing into the atmosphere. So first we petition, then we receive, then we adjust our mindset, our principles, and the way we guide things according to what his word was through the revelation of receiving him. Number four, we have to yearn to be close to him even more. See, too often we pray and we walk away from God. We say, God, here, do this for me, and then we step away. God, you handle that. I'll go do something else. But in our prayer time, which is intimate communication with God, we have to get to a place where we're yearning to desire him more. Desire him more through our prayer. Desire him more in our life. Desire him more or even when we fall in sin, desire to be held accountable to his word and his standards. Somebody look at your neighbor and tell somebody you got to yearn a little bit more. You, you got to yearn a little bit more for him. Not only do we have to yearn for him, but the E in prayer, we got to make sure that we're embracing eternity with him. We got to make sure that we're embracing a lifestyle of accepting him and what his plan is for our life. And not only that, when we look at the last R, then we got to repeat that process all over again because the Bible says to do what? To pray without ceasing. So constantly we, we're in a place where we got to continuously being in a mindset of prayer. We got to continuously be in a mindset of petitioning and receiving and adjusting and yearning and expecting or embracing and then 
also repeating the cycle all over again. Then when we got into shift, we, we got into the first letter, letter last week. Does anybody remember what our first letter was? And, and I'm, I'm listening. Strategic. This word strategic is our first letter in shift. We talked about the strategic sovereignty of God. When you're talking, when you pray from a strategic standpoint, this word strategic means to, to render the enemy incapable of war. So when you're praying strategically, we are asking God or we're petitioning God to render the enemy of our life incapable of war against me. Maybe I come over. We 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 gotta petition God to strategically be sovereign in our life so that the enemy has no ability to war against me. Do anybody have any battles going on in their life right now that you're ready to say, God, I need you to sovereignly take control over my life, sovereignly stand before the throne, stand before me so that the enemy he can't even come my way. He can't even come in my vicinity because the word sovereignty means to have divine and dominion and rule over. Over something. So if God has sovereignty over your life, then he has the ability to cancel out anything that's coming to hurt your life. So now get this. If he's strategic in sovereignty, that means he has divine dominion to step around your life, in your life, through your life, and by your life to keep the enemy from bringing any war to your life. Oh, somebody just missed what I just said. You, you got to realize that in the midst of your storm, in the midst of your situation, when you bow down and say, God, you have sovereign dominion over my life. That means, God, I know no matter what it looks like right now, I no matter what I'm going through right now, I believe that you have already canceled the enemy's plan to war against me. I believe that you've already canceled the enemy's assignment to fight against me. I believe that you've already, uh, you've already claimed the what? The victory for me. Anybody can declare that I'm already victorious through Christ Jesus who strengthens me? Can anybody say that, that no matter what it looks like, no matter who left my life, no matter who's coming into my life, I have divine sovereign victory over whatever it is that I face right now. So now if we're looking at that and we, and we looked at strategic sovereignty, this morning I want us to get into the H, which is in shift. Now, I need you to understand that as we deal with shift, we already know what the, S, what the S stands for. But this morning or this afternoon or this evening, excuse me, where we're in this time, and today was supposed to be our women's day today, you all. So I'm catering this message towards women. I'm, I'm looking at the young ladies that I have here this morning and, and knowing that there, are, there is something prayer, something special about a woman who prays. Yeah, there's something special about when a woman intercedes on behalf of the world, when a woman intercedes on behalf of her family, when a woman intercedes on behalf of her loved one, when a woman gets down and she bows down before the throne of God, there is something special that happens in the atmosphere. There's something special that happens divinely between God, her connection with God, and her connection in the spiritual realm. And we know that on this evening, as we look at our text this morning that we find a special woman that prayed. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm coming down somebody's street real quick and, and need you to understand this, that, that, that we find Hannah in a place where she has been married. Anybody ever read the story about Hannah, Samuel's mother, and how it all came about? Yeah, yeah, we can ready to get deep into this this morning. We find Hannah in a place where she's been married and guess what? Caught up in an entanglement. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. She's been caught up in an entanglement for years. See, her husband was a man of prominent stature and was able to afford two wives. That alone right there is mind-blowing to me. <laughs> if, if anybody, if men can be real right now, handling one woman is more than enough. But the fact that back then that was the mark of the time, that was the mark of status, that was the mark of prominence, that you were able to have two or three or ten, even that right there sounds crazy to me, that, that you can have all these wives and, and be able to maintain all these wives. But we find Hannah caught up in an entanglement that she did not want. We find her in this place that, that, that most men would not would, would love to be in if they really told the truth. That, that, but, but yet and still, for real, it, it's a headache trying to... Oh yeah, I'm, I'm not going... Yeah, we're we, we going to get past that real quick. So, so, so I, need you to, I need you to get this, that, that I'm sure most men would, would agree that, that taking care of one is more than enough. And, and even in the midst of the relationship, that we got to witness what Hannah had to go through. So to have witnessed him uh, him in this place where he had two wives and, and yet Hannah was here and Hannah's womb had been barren. Hannah's womb was unable to produce life-giving measures. Hannah's womb was able not to, to, to reproduce the life and the beneficial part of her marriage. She, she felt less than a woman. She felt like she did not have all that she had. And in your own personal time, if you read this first chapter of Samuel, the first and second chapter, you'll see that his that, that that her rival was laughing at her. Her rival used to mock at her because she had children, because she was able to produce for her husband. And I could be, I could simply believe that a lot of times she probably walked around the house, the mansion, or whatever it is, laughing and giggling at her, talking about, hey, look what you don't have, and I got this over here. She 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 probably constantly heard the things from her husband, maybe when he laid with her at night and probably heard the things that he was thinking about in his mind saying you can't have a child but but I love you but but you can't give me what I need and, and so now we find Hannah in a place that year after year time after time moment after moment that she kept going to the house of God but I believe Hannah was in a place where she did not even believe that taking her petitions to God at a time like that was able to get any results have you ever been in a place where you've been hurt so much in your life that you simply don't want to pray, that you simply don't want to talk to God because you're God. God, I don't think that, that, that I'm worthy enough to bring my problems to you. God, I don't think that I'm worthy enough to let you know what's going on in my life. They talk about me too much. They make me feel less than a woman. They make me feel less than a man. So God, I'm holding on to all my problems. But then you find Hannah in the text, in the scripture, preceding her prayer, where she was sitting down with her husband, having dinner. And this is crazy to me because I, when I studied this scripture out, this is not the first time I preached from this text. This is the first time I preached about the prayer part. But when I studied this text out, Hannah's husband had to be a bold man. Yeah, because he sat there with his wife at the dinner table and told her, Am I more than enough for you? He told her, don't I give you enough money? Don't you have enough possessions, camels, and all of this other stuff for you? And the funny thing about this, have you ever been in an argument with somebody and you said the wrong thing and they just got up and walked away? 
<laughs> well, well, when we see Hannah in this place, her husband said, am I more than enough for you? And Hannah simply got up from the table and walked away. Yeah, that's a scary place to be in when you're dealing with somebody in a relationship. When they simply give you, you ever had that look? Like, really? Yeah, okay. And they just walk off. And, you, and in your mind, you're sitting there wondering, what's she about to do? Wait, 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 what's getting ready to happen? Do I need to sleep with one eye open tonight? Do I need to lock the door? Am I on the couch tonight? Am I in that place where, 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 where I, I, I need to make sure that I got 911 ready to hit on the cell phone? Yeah, uh-huh. So, so, so now we see Hannah in this place. But, but all these years, Hannah probably had never had this experience like this where we stand at. Her womb had been bearing while the other wife had multiple children. I could preach that all by myself this morning. When the womb is barren and everybody else is prospering. I could preach from that all day long right there. When you constantly say, God, what is wrong with me? Why is everybody else making, why is everybody else progressing? And I'm sitting here constantly trying, but my womb is barren. See, I'm not just talking about the womb of the woman. I'm talking about your womb and your finances. I'm talking about your womb and your relationship, your womb and your job, your womb and your relationship with God. When somebody needs to know that there has been struggles going on where your womb simply has been barren but I dared somebody to declare right now that my womb is getting ready to give life my womb is ready to produce my womb is getting ready to change the womb in my life is about to do something miraculous and bring forth a fruit that has never been seen before see some of y'all talking about babies but I ain't talking about a baby I'm talking about deliverance about to be had I'm talking about breakthrough about to take place I'm talking about you coming out from this situation you in. I'm talking about your situation changing. I'm talking about all things working together for the good of them that love the Lord, that are called according to your purpose. Do I have anybody who's ready to touch their womb and say, womb, come out, come out, come out, come out, come out, come out. See, when we talk about Hannah at this place, she, she had heard the laughter and the boasting of her counterpart, she had to live daily in view of her inadequate ability. Anybody ever felt inadequate about something? Yeah, inadequate. People around you constantly telling you about their success stories. People telling you about their, their, their travels and their adventures and all these other things. And you constantly hear it and we constantly walk around smiling. Trying to trying to be happy for somebody else, but but knowing that it's hurting on the inside. But now we year after year we we see Hannah coming before God and not feeling as though she worth she's worth it. But can you relate to this? You've been living in your own entanglement. Yeah, I'm 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 I'm, I'm not just talking about the relationship entanglement, the entanglement of your sin the entanglement of your finances, 
the entanglement of the job that you don't want to be on, but you're scared to step out by faith and move forward. The entanglement of that relationship that you've been in that only is comfortable to you, but is not right for you. Oh, who am I talking to real right now? That 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 entanglement of dealing with the same jokers that's been bringing you down for the last 10, 15 years. The, the same entanglement for the people in your household that don't want to come to church. The same entanglement about the people that you love that's still getting high and trying to draw you back to them. The same entanglement of the people that you call that call you late at night that you got spiritual soul ties connected to that want to draw you back in when you trying to get deliverance. The same entanglement of the people that, that, that counted you out but they still standing right there. You know them frenemies that I'm talking about? Them people that smile in your face but want to stab you in your back. I'm talking about the entanglements that you're going through in your life. Hannah was in an entanglement. Somebody say, I got to break my entanglements. Your entanglements. This, this season. And how do we break entanglements? Yeah, but, but, but even get this. I, I missed this one. Anybody in an, been involved in an entanglement that you didn't even bring to the table? Yeah, 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 that, that entanglement. Yeah, just like Hannah. Hannah didn't bring herself to the entanglement. Her husband brought the entanglement to her and said, you got to deal with it. Do I have anybody here who's, uh, yeah, yeah, we going to come down somebody's street. The entanglement in your life that you don't have nothing to do with bringing it, but you caught up in a, in a spider's web with it. You sitting right there, and they telling you, uh, they telling you that you got to deal with they mess. You got to deal with who they are because they use this word for you if you love me you gotta stay with me oh somebody need to hear that real quick you if you love me you need to handle this and be right here with me there's some parents and some people and some relationships that God has been trying to get you out of but the entanglement and the soul tie that's connected has kept you there today the entanglement breaks the entanglement breaks today because we see Hannah and we see her and give me about 10 minutes and I'm done. I promise you we're going to worship in about 10 minutes. And, and, and there are some women today. I got to get back to this. I got to try to draw, draw this back in. And there are some women today that have been saying, God, I did not know what I was getting into when I got here. I need you. God, I didn't know it was going to be like this. Anybody have that testimony? I did not know it was going to be like this. Any men? I did not know that, that the baggage that, that I had and that she had was going to cause this mess right here. Did I? Some people know that the baggage that came along with you was set up for your destruction. But God said, but Joseph said what the enemy meant for my bad, my God meant for my good. It, the enemy, what the enemy thought he was going to destroy me with, uh, the, the, but God said what you thought was going to destroy me is going to bring me to my knees and pray. When, what the enemy thought that he could tear me down with and break me down with, I fell to my knees. But when I was in that position on my knees, I learned how to look up to the hill for which cometh my help. Do I have any young people that need to understand that just because you got counted out and knocked down and pushed to the back that God said look up to the hills from which cometh my help he said a just man, a just woman a just child falls seven times but on the seventh time he gets back up I dare somebody declare it's time to get up it's time to get up it's, 
it's time to get up. But see, now I need you to realize that, that the hell you living in is time for a shift. The, the mess that you've been dealing with is time for a shift. See, the enemy thought that through the pandemic you was going to break down. He thought that not having no money you was going to break down. He thought the entanglement meant you was going to break down. But I dare somebody declare that it's time to shift. It's time to shift. It's time to shift things in the spiritual. It's time to let go of all that you had. So let's look at Anna in the 10th and 11th verse as she deals with the aftermath. Yeah, she's dealing with the aftermath. And, and this is what a, a praying woman does. And I need to get to my first point for the prayer for the sh prayer shift. The number H word, the H in shift stands for being humble honory and humility having being humble showing honor and working in humility humble honor humility but see now when we look at humble 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 this word humble i'm about to give it to you real quick but her humbleness shifted the atmosphere see verse number 10 says she greatly distressed and prayed to the lord and wept bitterly Verse number 11 is where I want to get to with this real quick. She said, she made a vow and said, oh, Lord of hosts, if you would indeed look on the afflictions of your maidservant and do what? Remember me and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a son. Then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life and a razor shall never come on his head. Once again, that, that H stands for humble, honor and humility. See, this morning I need to, this evening I need to talk to someone that knows their life has not been the best. Any, anybody can lift up their hands and simply say, my life ain't been the best. If you won't do it, I'll do it myself. My, my life ain't been the best. I ain't always been the best person. I ain't always been Pastor Thomas. I ain't always looked nice up here. I ain't always sounded like I got it going on in my life. Matter of fact, if I told you some real stories about my life right now, you might want to praise with me through my breakthrough. How many people can testify that just because I got an amazing voice don't mean I don't got problems. Just because I can play the drums don't mean that I got situ I don't have situations. Just because I can sharp, be sharp on an organ don't mean that I'm not going through something right now. But my praise and my worship shall bring me through all that I'm going through right now. If I don't know anything else, but I got to remain humble before the throne. See, Hannah came humbly before God because she knew that her life was not in the place that it needed to be. And someone needs to know that whoever may be struggling right now, God is simply saying, are you ready to humble yourself before me? Are you ready to let go of your status? Are you ready to let go of your position? Are you ready to let go of those friends that, that constantly try to pull you back? Are you ready to let go and walk this journey on your own? Sometimes you got to let go of everything around you to get humble before the throne of God. It's some people that keep you from being humble in your life. Somebody always running up telling you what you're great at and what you're good at and how much you can do this. But God said, when will you humble that gift before me? When will you use what I gave you to bow down and worship me? And we see Hannah in the place with a barren womb while she was functioning. And this womb is ready to produce life, but it needed the right ingredient to shift the atmosphere. It needed the right thing to touch things. See, I know when, when, when I'm going to get real, real quick. I know in the midst of sex that it seems like you're having the right thing. Oh, yeah, I'm coming down somebody right roll real quick. But you need to understand that there's something 
something else that can come on the inside of you that can change your whole life around. It's called the Holy Spirit. See, there's a change that comes about when the Holy Spirit gets hold of you that a man can't give you. There's a change that comes about that a woman can't give you. There's a change that comes about that nobody can give you but the Lord. So there's time for a prayer shift. See, Hannah, Hannah, the Bible says that Hannah, after she got up from the table angry, the only place she found that was open, the bar wasn't open, the club wasn't open, her girls wasn't available, the one she lived in the house was laughing at her and talking about her, but the only place that was open was the church. Yeah, somebody missed that real quick. The only place that was open was the temple. And the Bible says that Hannah went into the temple while the priest was sitting over there. Eli was sitting over there. And the Bible says that she prayed out to God. And, 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 I, and, and when I, I, I thought about this, and how many people ever been in that place where their prayer doesn't even sound right to other people, but you know what's the petition of your heart. You know when you get down, you don't even have to say a word, but the tears begin to flow from your eyes because you've humbled yourself before the throne. You don't have to open up your mouth. You, the people, the person that's next to you don't even know why you got tears streaming down your eyes. Don't even know why you lifting your hands to praise don't even know why you down on your knees before the throne of God but they simply don't know that it's time that you're humbling yourself before the throne and, and the Bible says that Hannah humble was praying to God and Eli looked at her like she was drunk the Bible said he he said to her woman why why are you drunk and in this place and she said no Eli I was praying because my womb was barren but she said to God she she said, God, if you give me a son, that thing she desired the most, if you, she didn't ask for a daughter, and I know my women are here, but she didn't ask for a daughter. Why? Because when she, the, the mark and the stature of a woman then was to have a son, to have a man child, because he would carry her legacy on. He would produce the next seed, and he would continue the legacy going on. I came by to tell somebody that what you're trying to produce in your life right now, that God is saying, when are you going to humble it down to me? Your next breakthrough, your breakthrough, and I'm not talking about a tomorrow breakthrough. I'm talking about a right now breakthrough. I'm not a tomorrow or next week or next month preacher. I'm talking about right now. What breakthroughs are you looking for right now that God said, are you ready to humble? Are you ready to bow down? Are you ready to get on your knees and worship before me? Because out of your humility, I'm ready to open up the windows of heaven. Out of your humility, I'm ready to change the course of your life. Out of your humility, when you honor me, I'm ready to show you who I can be. I can be your Jehovah Jireh. I can be your provider. I can be your Jehovah Nisi, your banner of victory. I can be your Jehovah Shalom in the midst of your storm, in the midst of your problems, in the midst of them trying to destroy you. I can be your Jehovah shalom and cause peace to be still anybody need peace to be still right now peace over this pandemic peace with this election peace with your household peace in your finances i need peace right now somebody say i need a shift i need a shift i need a shift I need a shift. And, and just like driving a car, we started out in first gear last week with, the, with, with, with strategic sovereignty. So now we got to shift into humility. Yeah, I asked God what I need. I asked God for what I need. But, but right now, I'm, I'm in need of humility. And I'm shifting into my next gear. I'm just about done. Give me about two more minutes, and I promise you I'm going to get out of here. 
then I, then we see that in her presence of God, the scripture in this text tells us that humble means this. Humble means not proud or arrogant or modest. Mm. Not proud, not arrogant or modest. Humble means to, and then honor means high respect as for worth. Some of you right now got worth that don't that you don't even know about yourself. That God is simply saying, when you value yourself more, Dominique, when, when you value yourself to be fearfully and wonderfully made, when you take all the broken pieces of your life, when you take everything that everybody talked about and, and put it in the bag and you give it back to the maker, he said, through brokenness, I'll show you light. He said, through brokenness, I'll present diamonds. He said, through pressure, when I put it all together, have you ever seen clay when it's taken and put it on a potter wheel, how it looks like it's a big blob of mess, but then the potter gets down. He takes a little bit of water. He takes a little bit of time. He takes a little bit of prayer and he begins to mold something miraculous, something that's one of a kind, something that nobody else can duplicate. Do you know you're priceless in his image? You, do you know that you're one of a kind, uh, Deaconess Tansy, in his image and in his likeness? Do you know that he made you fearfully and wonderfully made, that no matter who came and did whatever, no matter who broke, tried to break you, that God said, even in your brokenness, I'm putting a masterpiece back together. Even in your downtime, I'm taking you and turning you around. No matter what you look like, no matter what you've been through, I'm taking you and I'm turning you around. And somebody needs to realize that God is simply saying, this shift is getting ready to change your 2021. And, oh, who am I talking to? I don't know who I dealt with right there. But your 2021 is about to be the best year of your life. And your 2021 starts right now. The only reason we wait till December 31st is because what? Because somebody told us that that's the new year. But every morning that you wake up is the beginning of a new year. The, the moment that you woke up this morning, the moment that you gave your, there, there are new years every day in your life. Because sit, when, sit, when a situation dies, you can cheer for your new year. When, 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 when that joker left you, that was no good. You need to have a New Year's Eve celebration. Yeah. When, 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 you, when that job gives you that increase, New Year's Eve celebration. Why? Because there's a new chance to declare new word, new opportunity, a new season, and a new expectation for your life. So no matter what season you're in, no matter what it happened to you, no matter who walked away from you, no matter who walks into your life, this is your new year. This is your 2021. This is November, what's today? November 8th, uh, 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 2020. This is my new year. And right now, something new is starting right now that's going to carry me to next year, November 8th. Yeah, something going to start tomorrow that's going to carry. And I'm going to keep believing that until it manifests. I'm going to keep believing that, that when we walked in this door tonight that something 
new starts from this year till next year. And if we walk together, if we believe together, if we pray together, if we seek God's face together, there are mighty things that he's releasing. And there's about 10 women this morning, whether you on Facebook, on Twitter, or whatever, that God is remembering you right now because of the humble, because you humbled yourself in the midst of it all. Somebody realized your mom might have been, might have not have been the best mother, but she humbled herself so that you could have dinner. Anybody know the labor that their mother went through on their behalf? The people that she stayed with just so that you could be okay. Do anybody understand that your parents humbled themselves? Your mother humbled herself before the throne of God and said, that's my baby, whether you good or whether you bad. And I'm going to bring them out of no matter what situation they in. Somebody declared that it changes with, when I'm humble. It changes when I'm humble. See, there are some single mothers who have labored with no support. But all your, meet, all your needs have been met. There are some mothers that, that cry late at night in the midnight hour. I'm not even going to say some mothers. There are some young ladies that you don't like what's being said to you. And you take it, but at night you cry. And you say, God, what, am I, what do I have to do, God? They don't see my heart. They see my body, but they don't see my heart. Who am I talking to? They see my outward physical manifestation, but they don't know my spirit. Yeah, they, they, they've, raped my, they've raped me for what God has given me. Jesus, who am I talking to? There's been times where you just wanted the affection, and they thought you wanted the sex. I'm going somewhere, and I, I wasn't even expecting this. I'm, I'm, I'm trying, trying to get done with this. You needed the help, and they took your body for the help. Man, I know this might sound condemning to, to some, but we have to realize the treasure that she is. God didn't give her to be used and abused and mistreated. She's the rib of man. And if anybody breaks your rib, how much pain would you be in? Too many women are walking around as a broken rib. There are women walking around, young girls walking around because daddy's not in their life. They've been functioning as a broken rib. There are wives or ex-wives that look, look down and say, God, I wasn't expecting this to happen in my life. They're a broken rib. Hannah was trapped in an entanglement. She was given all the riches. She was given all the possessions, but she was a broken rib. Because he said, aren't you happy with me? And he did not know what she needed. And too often do we see people functioning and, and we wonder why she walks around with the attitude. We wonder why she's walking around nasty and mad. Well, when the pain on the inside hurts so much, what does it do to the outward manifestation? 
when the pain on the inside is is because it's something been broken in her how is she supposed to respond when she's looking for a solution a fix a, something to just simply take the pain away how is she supposed to respond by the world standards is suck it up move on you keep it moving you find the next one but when she was connected as the rib she's broken she's hurt young girls you're you don't get the first rib connection that you had was to your daddy and when daddy did not show up when daddy did not care for you when daddy was not there to take care of you your rib broke so you got a rib that's broken giving life to the next rib that's broken and now you're starting a generation of broken ribs there's no healing there's no mending and it keeps resulting in more hurt more pain more anguish more more more, more offenses more more times when you look at it and you say why do i need that in my life i can just be whatever i want to be I'll deal with the hurt on my own. I'll, I'll deal with promiscuity. I'll deal with drugs. I'll deal with alcoholism. I'll deal with all these other things because the rib is broken and the only antidote I see right now is in the world. But God said, bring it to me. When Hannah brought it to him, the Bible says that she asked for a son. She didn't ask for more money. She didn't even ask for a new husband. She simply asked what her womb was not producing. What is your womb not producing that you need in your life? God is saying, bring it to me. All ye that are heavy laden, bring it to me. The brokenness. Bring it to me. You can't hold it anymore. So bring it to me. And at that moment, after year, after year, after year, after year that Hannah went through this, she finally said, Dominique, I'll bring it to you, God. After year, after year, after year of coming to the church, she finally said, I'll bring it to you, God. And when she truly brought it to God, I believe something happened in the spiritual realm that released what she needed in the physical realm. The Bible says, whatever's loosed in heaven shall be loosed in earth. When she made her petition, not to her husband, not to her friends, not to her girlfriend, but when she made her petition to God, God said, I'll release it. God said, I'll release it. What are you looking to be released right now? All heads and hearts all eyes closed, all heads down. I didn't even make it all the way through this. Because in the Lord's prayer, it says this, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thy will be done is an act of sovereign humbleness, strategic humbleness before the throne of God. Thy will be done, says God. I've tried to do it myself. God, I've tried to, to be everything that I could be, 
but are still not pleasing and it doesn't feel right without you. So I'll let your will be done in my life. And on this day, at this moment and at this time, God is simply saying with all heads bowed and all hearts closed and whoever's listening online right now, if that's you and you've been in that place where your womb is barren, you've been hurt, you've been walking around as a broken rib, simply now is the time that God said, bring it to me. Eli couldn't do it for her. It had to be done by her. So right now, I'm going to ask wherever you are that you begin to petition God. You don't have to say it out loud. You, you can go into your own prayer language. You can go into your own time of prayer. But right now, whatever's on your heart that needs to be released, I'm asking you to take it before the throne right now. Humble yourself right now. Father God, in the name of Jesus, you know your people. You know the season, the life, the, the time that they're in. You know what they're dealing with. You know the afflictions. You know the heartache. And God, you know what's going on right now, God. So Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask for you right now to begin to operate, to begin to change the atmosphere, to begin to change the dynamic, to begin to heal the broken rib, to begin to heal the womb, to begin to release your provisions right now, release your anointing, release your power, release your season in their life right now in the name of Jesus. For your word declares whatever's loosed in heaven shall be loosed on earth. So God, release it in heaven. If I be not a prophet of God, if I be not the man of God, right now, God, I'm asking you to touch.